Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Ernie Good Day podcast, where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger, more resilient, and far more capable of things than they believe in or have ever been told are possible. I'm your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Iron Man, the dietitian, the one and only Zach Kanadi. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. We have a fantastic episode. If you guys listened to last week, this episode, you realize that I've made a little shout out pitch here, and we have my guy Murph Orton. Murph, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It is uh, it is a blast to be back. Um, it's been a while, man. It has, it has. Um, it's been oh, coming up on at least a year and a half, right? Coming, yeah, coming up on uh, yeah, probably actually about a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, almost to the date, actually. Yeah. So I think it was Thanksgiving. So was it? I mean, maybe around that time. It was Thanksgiving or spring. Well, it was, it was no, the spring. Maybe two years because it yeah. was spring. Yeah. yeah, it'd be spring. So it's about right. a year and a half. Yeah. Um. But well, yeah, no. So okay. So you're last time we were in Colorado, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. now we're back at our hometown. So what's what's kind of been happening in the last year and a half with you? Oh, um, a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, basically, uh, you know, I was working and and doing good in Colorado, and that was um, it was going well. Um, and I, Colorado's a beautiful state. It is very expensive though. Um, so I had to make the decision uh, whether I wanted to stay um, and work myself to death or if I had to make a change. And the change that most logically seemed uh, the best option for me was to, uh, you know, come back here to Minnesota. Um, when I originally had moved out there, I'd always told myself, eh, let's put two years of work in and, and see where we get. And I hit the two year mark on the dot almost. Um Actually, a little over two years, uh, technically speaking. Yeah, uh, it moved you in like right on New Year's. Right on New Year's. Um, yes. Thank you again for helping me with that. Um, that was a fantastic road trip. Uh, ten out of ten. Um, uh, a little nervous with the trailer first time, but no, it worked out. Um, got it there. Yeah, we got it there. We got it back. Um, trust me, the drive back was way more risky folks um <laughs> i was by myself with a trailer that was very overloaded um driving on very icy midwest roads um yeah so i dodged the storms though so yeah i do remember that it was like like you missed about like a day or two not even bro hours i missed my hours <laughs> i would have been i would have been like foot deep in iowa snow yeah that sounds yeah. about right yeah that if i right. with a trailer that's yeah. But I, I was able to, you know, um, kind of split the storms and, and it worked out. But yeah, so I'm back in Minnesota and um, I've been I've been working really hard. So basically, since I got back, um, uh, kind of the first thing I started was uh, I linked up with a good buddy of mine. Um, if you are local to the Minneapolis or St. Paul area, please go check out um, Twisties Botanicals. Um, Murph.dserious has been doing a lot of collaborative work with them. Um, photos, promotional stuff, um, a bunch of stuff, but uh, fantastic edible products, if that's something you're interested in. Also, if you want to get big, which I know some of you on this podcast do, he sells great quality protein for the low. Um, it's in his shop. It's bagged. It's whey protein. Um, uh, you know, go, you know, if you're not a, if you're not a weed person, just go there and buy protein. It's a local business support. Um, it's made here locally in the Midwest. It's no more than 20 minutes down the road where you can, where the whey protein's made. So you're not worried about stuff that's, you know, stuff you buy on the internet and not knowing what's in it and if the right. label lies or whatever, because I don't know, what are the regulations on protein? Uh, kind not of, a lot, just what you label it. So that's what you label it, like right. The purity of it is pretty much the right. only regulation that there is, as far as I'm aware, because the FDA and the government body regulates the supplement industry and that was my thought process so this is legit and it's uh it's good to go um but yeah i started doing that and then just um people just started booking me for photography gigs and that's pretty much been my whole summer um do you've been doing a lot of photography so what do you with that like what do you do with photography um pretty much anything and everything um a good amount of shows um so if you're a musician um uh, a, a visual performer um, if you're into theater things of that nature um, 
I've done a lot of shoots for that. Um, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, artists, management, promoters, etc. They've all loved my work. Um, you can view it all on my portfolio and, and we'll get into the details on how you access that in a little bit. But um, yeah, it's mostly that. But on top of that, I've been doing a lot of couple shoots. I've been doing a lot of um, family shoots. I think I have this summer, I had at least to shoot a week, if not two shoots a week. Um, and yeah, so, you did our buddy Mike and Leg's wedding, which turned out phenomenal, guys. Murph, also, just so you guys know, this is the type of photographer Murph is. He was one of the groomsmen and the photographer. So he's double dipping on his job. So he's wearing at least two hats at the same time. So we're doing the whole ceremony, and he's got a little. Did you have it on your phone? Yeah, it was a little clicker on my right. phone. Right. Okay. So tell us about that because I think that's just cool as hell. Oh, yeah. So that was a really fun thing to do. Oh, something I want to mention. It's not super pertinent to the story, uh, but uh, it is something I like to mention. Not only was I a groomsman, the photographer, but I also had a bruise slash cracked rib that <laughs> weekend. <laughs> so I was in pain. Yeah, um, all right. So much you, pain. So let's. Was sidetrack. How did you get that, right? How did you even get the cracked rib? Dude? Oh, um, yeah, most <laughs> you probably don't know this, but uh, prior to me getting into art and being a working artist, uh, I played hockey for 11 years. Um, and so when I was in Denver, I got the great opportunity to go play in a beer league. Um, it was it was a ton of fun. I highly sports recommend beer. Yeah, sports and beer. I highly recommend uh, if you're an adult and you used to play sports or you're interested in sports, look for a community league or something um it's always a good way to like move your body and release you know uh, uh all those endorphins all those endorphins um and feel good right um but also it's just you know it's fun and it's, if you played it as a kid you you understand the aspects of the sports and stuff like that um but uh to sum it up really simple um i fell and lost an edge while playing old man's and a 245 pound man landed directly on my back um and my sternum went into the ice very aggressively um ouch yeah and i didn't even know it was uh that bad of an injury i thought oh you know that hurt knocked the wind out of me that was kind of a lot and then uh about two days before i'm supposed to leave for the wedding i'm just casually playing basketball and it was one of those things where uh you know i went up to block a shot or something and i heard a pop and i was like oh there it is <laughs> um and so yeah no it's painful um but to get back to your piece, um, All right, before we do that, I gotta pause you for one second. Mm -hmm. Computer's going to die here, folks. All righty, and welcome back. We have charging and power. Yes. So you had you broke a rib, and or you bruised a rib, and then we're yeah. back at the wedding. Yeah. Beer man's hockey. Yeah, from beer man's hockey. Um, and so after that, you know, I go to the wedding, and I'm gonna shoot it and uh so i was in pain most of the weekend but that being said i muscled through um thanks to this man and a few others um just helping me out keeping my spirits high um that's the pg version trust yeah. me you don't want to know you don't want to know the pg-13 version um and that was uh, an adventure weekend it was the least. yeah uh we could we could sit here for hours and talk about stories about that weekend um but regardless, um, one of the greatest shots I was able to get the entire wedding, as being a part of the wedding party, I had to stand as a groomsman. Um, and as a photographer, uh, how are you going to get the kiss shot, right? That's what I kept asking myself. Um, and so we were able to, my uh, my camera has a nice wireless function. Um, I was a little worried about the range, but I was able to mount my camera on top of the roof and we got some beautiful, uh, both full color and monochrome shots of uh of the kiss mm -hmm. and it's it's really weird for me to look at those photos because usually uh i look at a photo and i go you're looking through the lens i'm looking through the lens and, and i can is... yeah and i can and i can look at this photo and go there's me um so it's a fun little game i like to play with people i i, I show them the photo and i go can you spot me and they're like you're in this photo and i was like yeah i am yeah so i think that's actually funny how this works out so you that's actually, I think, a perfect segue into talking about. So you have an art show coming up. Yes, yes. Um, and it's about perspective. Mm. So you ha yes. I have this little blurb here for you to, for everybody else to kind of describe the whole theme of the art show, right? Yeah. 
And mind you, folks, I myself have not finished reading this. So I just looked at the first <laughs> couple lines. So we're going to do a take one on the video <laughs> right here. So Infinite Tones, that's the name of the whole show yep. uh, put on by Murph here, Murph.d Studios. And yes, it's sir. the monochrome spectrum is the subtitle. So a presentation on perspective and contrast. Perspective gives different lenses in which to see art and life. Contrast aids in comparison as well as differentiation. Through years of creating with various mediums, I have been able to document many perspectives. The ability to see varying perspectives is necessary in all stages of life, especially when challenged by adversity. Changing, perspe changing perspectives allows the way you look at the world and others to change. I firmly believe perspective enhances connection and helps in understanding others. Contrast is just as powerful. Looking at the contrast of an issue or an event gives, or events of life gives you the power to look at both sides of things. Contrast helps decision process or helps decision process or assesses it. Regardless of if you are looking at the perspective or the contrast of something, remember, there is always another side to the story, the image, and the person. When viewing my art tonight, I encourage you to look at both the black and white of the images along with any color you spot. Ask yourself, what does the black mean? What does the white mean? What does the color mean? And how does that play into the screen that is being presented? You may just find something within yourself that you never knew was there. Now, that is pretty sweet, I think. Yeah, um, uh, I was pretty proud of that. I'm not a writer. I'm an artist. So uh, when I drafted that up, I was like, ooh, that's, that actually sounds pretty nice. I do like that. That yeah. was really good. So what was, like, tell us a little bit about more of the themes, like why perspective and contrast? Um, so generally speaking in my life, <clears throat> great question, by the way. Uh, generally speaking in my life, I, I try to look at all perspective. Um, and I don't just look at that in an art sense or like taking a photo, right? Um, that would be the simplest way someone would look at it, uh, from an artist's perspective, but I try and look at it in all aspects of life. Um, so the easiest way to look at that is like, say you disagree with me on something, right? Well, right. you have a different perspective because your experience has been different. I have a different perspective because my experience has been different. If I can consider your perspective, um, uh, I can help understand you better and where you are coming from. And if you can expand on your perspective and why you feel the way you feel, um, we can have a sensible conversation about it in you know, instead of me ignoring your perspective and being like, no, mine is right, right? I view the world this way. It is 100% right. Your perspective doesn't matter because I'm right, right? Or mm. I've seen more intense things than you, or I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen more horrific things than you, or I've been through more trauma. All that doesn't matter, right? If you, if we want to, we want to connect <laughs> on some level, um coffee mishap folks don't yeah. worry about it uh if we want to connect on some level uh i need to understand that perspective and where it's coming from otherwise it's not gonna allow you know our, our conversation is going to end um very soon right and we're probably both going to be um not happy about you know the outcome right okay now so that's perspective what yeah. about i think contrast is kind of the almost the flip side of that and that's like the yeah. varying degree of difference yes and where um so how does like contrast play into that and then i kind of a follow-up question is where do you see that in your everyday life is this theme of contrast ah uh, um yeah so contrast is you know me understanding your perspective um but the contrast then would be uh, you know, what, what you present to me, right? Uh, if, you know, um, <clears throat> so it'd be like the different side of it, the, the contrast, the, the different side, full perspective. Yeah. The, okay. the contrast is, you know, what allows you to go deeper, right? Like, uh, the simplest way to put it is what's the difference between the white and the black. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what's the difference between what I'm saying and what you're saying, right? Um, your perspective is like, 
oh, this is why I view the world in this way. The contrast is this is what you're saying and this is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Um, your perspective influences that, but that's the overall contrast of our conversation or of the artwork or of anything for that matter, right? Like, what's yeah, the other... Your coffee is 100% full, right? That's my perspective of it. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and so what it allows you to do in life, right, generally speaking, and I firmly do believe this, is like, if you're able to look at the contrast of a situation in order, like, okay, what's the other side, right? How do the other people feel, you know, not just their perspective of what they've been through and why they feel that way, but, you know, what do they feel? Um, that allows you to become possibly more sympathetic, right? It allows you to, at least at the very least, pin down exactly what they're trying to communicate, right? Um, and communication is huge in that respect. And if we can't communicate as people, we're not going to get very far. Mm -hmm. um, because what's our other option? I guess violence, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, suppose, yeah. Yeah. Aside from just, you know. When, like an, an extreme example of that is you look at a lot of religions today, you know, mm -hmm. like you. And this is a very reductionist view of it, but like you distill a lot of religions down. It's kind of two components. One, there's something higher than people. Yep. Right. There's some higher power. And two, yep. don't be a jackass. Yep. You know, like just be a good person. Really, like Hinduism has that with the nonviolence. Um, you know, uh, Christianity has that with love your brother as yourself and things. And you see this in a whole lot of different religion. I think today, one thing I think would be interesting, uh, I'm excited, so I'll be going to your art show, is yeah. to see, I think this idea of contrast is also how we can maybe tease out a lot of the nuances mm. in life. Because I, I'll tell you a story about my Uncle Mickey. Mm. So a couple of years ago, uh, I lived in North Dakota, right? And I was doing an internship. Uh, basically, what I was was I was a strength conditioning coach for a bunch of youth athletes uh, in Minot, and we were just doing general strength conditioning. So it wasn't anything super sports specific, like it wasn't for football, it wasn't for basketball. It was just generally increasing their strength, speed, agility, and power. And so I got back, I moved back home, and I was talking, I was over at my Uncle Mickey's house, and we were having a conversation about it. And something about it we just weren't clicking right yep. right like i was explaining it and i was explaining these things and he would come and he'd be like well why why are they doing that like why aren't they doing this and i'm like well they're athletes like this is what they do yeah and we're three hours into this conversation uh. and i finally asked him, i was like mickey what do you think an athlete is right and he's like well, an athlete is like somebody who gets paid, like they're really high level, like they're the, the, like the top performers. Basically, he was referencing professional wow. athletes. And I was coming from the side of an athlete is somebody who plays an organized sport. Right. Right. And so because we had these two differing yeah. contrasting views of the simple, the word athletes yeah. and just this little bit of nuance. We had a whole three-hour conversation. We're like on the brink of arguing about it the whole time. Yeah. Because we couldn't see, like, he was seeing a six and I was saying, no, this is a nine. And really, he just had to come over to my side and I had to come over to his side and be like, oh, I see. Yeah, I see how you see that's a six. And he was like, oh, I see that's how you see that's a nine. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's kind of the general idea of that story is a great um, analogy to really what I'm trying to present in the show, which is that um, you can you can have differing views with people or you can have differing um, opinions, even on an art piece. Um, but if you solely keep that to yourself and don't talk about it with other people, then you're not then it's just you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, if you're in an echo chamber where everyone feels the same way about the piece of art that you're looking at that's very difficult to expand and grow as a person in general i believe yeah. um i would agree in that conversation like i instantly as soon as we talked about that one word right that little bit of nuance in the yeah. conversation i totally understood his whole side of the conversation right and he told we laughed about it for like 10 minutes afterwards oh yeah no i've had it <laughs> 
Well, it's it's like it's wasted time, but it's also like a good debate. And for you, that's great, like debating practice, because you just sat there and debated him on an issue that you guys agreed on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kid you not, every single time my mom and I have gone into argument in the last five years, mm. and it's been because of that exact thing. That like little that, nuance, like, right? We're just we're saying the exact same thing, just in a different wording, or there's just a slight twist of like how we mean it, and then as soon as we click, we're like. We really just have been arguing for the last hour and a half about this, and it met made no difference. Yeah, like I, we have, we're in total agreement on this. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying that life doesn't contain gray because there is a gray scale to life. Um, I firmly do believe that. Um, just like there's a gray scale in monochrome prints, you know, it's not just solid black and white. Um, it's a spectrum. Um, but what you know, recognizing that contrast, even if you're like, that gray is a little darker, you know, my gray is a little darker than their gray. And I'm recognizing that contrast. And why is that there? And then what is their perspective that they're viewing that a little lighter than I'm viewing this little dark, right? Say mm-hmm. we're viewing the same image. Um, and so that's what I'm, that's what I want to challenge people to do when they're viewing my artwork um, is to, is to examine it and think, okay, what do all these pieces really mean, right? In the eyes of perspective, right? And if I were to put myself in the perspective of what's trying to be communicated here or what I'm seeing in this image, mm-hmm. that's, you know, my mind, you know, that's what breeds creativity, right? Um, I firmly do believe like, that's what's going to allow you to take that and apply that to real world situations and not just, you know, a picture hanging on the wall. Right. Let me, you know, uh, practicing that empathy. Let me put myself in that bird's shoes. If it's a picture of a bird, let me put myself in the shoes of, if I was looking at this scene, what would I see? You know, oh, yeah. would I, would I see a woodland spirit or would I see just some woods, right. That are calm. Um, would I see, you know, ducks with their butt in the air or would i see um you know uh or would i see something in the background in the trees that isn't noticeable right um and that's kind of the beauty of life is everyone's going to see something different um and so the better we can understand what that person sees um the better we're going to be able to connect as you know people as a human race um you know uh and you could even apply that to like animals, for instance, right? You can show compassion to animals. What is what is your dog's perspective when you yell at it, right? Right. What what body language is it communicating to you? Does it get all riled up and aggressive with you? Yeah, maybe that's not the right way to communicate to your dog, right? Yeah. Or does it get scared and run away? That's also not a good way, you know? Um, so it's taking all those viewpoints and then contrasting them against each other and being like, okay, I think this is the best way for me to approach this, right? Yeah, I think that right there, that topic or that sentence of what's their view and then this is the best way, like how can I approach this in more alignment with now that I have that understanding? Yeah. I see that all the time in my coaching practice with clients because I'm looking at it as like I have all this fitness and health and nutrition knowledge and it's like, okay, how do I... My the question I ask myself all the time and repeatedly with clients is, okay, how do I present or describe this tip trick or this bit of information or this bit of advice or how do I call them on their bullshit um, better? And I've noticed that the better I've gotten at understanding where the person is coming from and all right, well, why did they make this choice, right? Like an easy example is just last night, one of my clients uh, was texting me and he's trying to lose some weight and he's been doing really good. He's down like 50 pounds in the last year, 50 pounds. That's impressive. Yeah. He's making the goal. And uh, actually it's it's been less than a year. It's been about eight months, eight, nine months. Mm. So he's making killer progress. Um, We fit a little bit of a stagnant point. And so, but he's also had a whole bunch of new life changes. Like he's a brand new dad. Like his oh, daughter wow. is how old is she? I think it's like three months old, you know. He oh, works a full-time job. And he also has his own 
business that he works with a couple other buddies. And now he's also trying to add in eating better and working out three, four, five days a week. So I'm going in and it's like, okay, well, why didn't he make the, you know, what I would say is the correct choice or the Mm -hmm. ideal choice maybe. Right. And then you take into all of these different perspectives. Well, he doesn't sleep usually more than six hours a night. Usually it's closer to five. He works 40 hours a week at his normal job. And then he works usually another, you know, 10 or 20 hours a week at his business he's creating because he's got a couple partners. He's got to make time for being a new dad, right? And he's also trying to make time in addition to that for keeping himself healthy so he can be a better dad. Yeah. It's like, all right. So if he like, he ate mashed potatoes and beforehand the plan was he was going to get a steak with a side of uh, steamed vegetables and a side salad. He ended up fixing it in the side salad and he got mashed potatoes instead. So he went against the plan, but it's like, all right, well, if I was in his shoes, right, and he's been work, doing really good on his diet, he got five workouts out last week and we only need three, mm. right? He's been doing all these things. And the mashed potatoes were already included in the steak. Yeah. Right. That one second decision, instead of me like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you're supposed to pick the salad and this and that. It's like, all right. Hey, next time you do this, add the side salad on and maybe just eat half this, uh, half the mashed potatoes. You still get them, you know? So it's like working with him now that I understand. It's like, all right. Well, it's almost too easy to say no, but how can we make that no? a more positive one, right? How can we add more positive things in? So he's still working. And once I can see that perspective, I notice the better I can get at that, the better I am as a coach. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't have to like, I don't have to be a drill sergeant to my clients. No. And I, I would take a wild guess. What do you want to be? Right. Um, no, usually not. Like, I don't like, like, I feel like, it, I don't feel like an asshole doing that. Do yeah. I need to be like, do I, if I need to be? Yeah, I can yeah. be. But I'd much rather just have a conversation like this, you know, plus you walk away feeling better about yourself. Oh, yeah. Because if I have to be a drill instructor, I kind of got to make, like, part of that I feel like is, you know, that you just kind of feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. Um. I mean, different, different strokes for different folks. Um. You know, I know there are some, some people I'm sure uh, that work professionally in the military that love that. Um, you know, they love being a hard ass and getting on people, but there's also the reward of, you know, uh, that aspect of that person comes to respect you and, um, you're breaking them down to some respects and, uh, um, yeah, you can build them and then up. you're building them back up. And, and, uh, you know, I would say, uh, you know, for the most part, people who talk about basic or who have, I have heard have talked about basic, they say it's been relatively beneficial for them, even if, um, they didn't stay in the military, even if, you know, but they, they learned good skills mm-hmm. um, from basic. They could take something good away from it, uh, generally speaking, uh, yeah, to to help them in life. Um, well, I think that's in the military perspective. That's because, like, you get broken down and then they build you back up. Yeah, it's I think it's a follow up of being built back up, I think, is where the benefit comes from. Yeah. Like when you just break people down like that's just you're just kicking a br- uh, beaten horse you know yeah um and i mean you could you could break people down and not build them back up and just keep them in a low state and that's what we see from uh pressure regimes and um people who uh take drastic measures um for ethnically cleansing and things of that nature they're just breaking people down so that they don't fight back and so that they're easier um to control manipulate or in some cases extreme cases um mass murder mm-hmm. um, that's the basic premise of a bully too yes you know um a bully takes away you know your self-confidence and breaks you down but you know they want to keep you down because they right. they feel a power um, what's interesting about a bully though is that they have their own insecurities it's like something like 80 percent of the time they have their own insecurities that they're not addressing um right yeah they're like projecting their they're they're projecting yeah they're projecting their their shitty feelings onto you um now you do have your narcissistic psychopaths they're out there they also will just break people down because it's fun to watch people cry and that's their whole thing um because they don't feel anything anyways from a psychology standpoint but right uh you know 
So with um, all this ability to like find the little nuances in life, gain a better perspective, mm-hmm. gain a new understanding. I think the coolest one in a broader sense is like understanding people better, mm-hmm. right? Especially like the people in your life or a stranger. Mm-hmm. What was when you're first like, cause I know you've been toying with an idea of doing your own art show, like on your own by yourself for a while. Oh yeah. And you've had a couple attempts at it where COVID ruined one. Yeah. Um, and like you've tried to bring it up and it just wasn't feasible at the times. Like, what was the inspiration for this one? Like, why the infinite monochrome and why perspective and contrast? Where did uh, that inspiration come from? That inspiration, well, um, so like I said, they're constants. Um, you know, in my up to six years now of creating, there are always things that I've considered. Um, and so when I was thinking about putting together a solo show. And the logistics kind of worked out a couple months ago as far as, um, you know, finding a space and some of the other things. Um, We can dive into that deeper in a second. But um, once those lined up, I really thought about it and I was like, okay, this is my first solo exposition. This is my first real show by me, done by me, done the right way, right? I don't have anyone else coming in and being like, you have to creatively do this or it has to look this way or food is served at this time. No, I control all those variables. I have complete uh, creative freedom um, to really do whatever I want within the space that's being provided for me. And so when I did that, I was like, no, we're going to highlight these ideas, right? Because if we're going to do a Murph show and we're going to do it right, I, as my first show, I want to let people into these ideas that I've been playing with for years and years and years Versus trying to like, you know, just throw something together where it's like, oh, the theme of this is winter, you know, (laughs) like, obviously, like, you would expect a little bit more from an artist than that, right? Um, But the, you know, this theme is, you know, oh, it's, it's nature, right? Or something, or, you know, beautiful, you know, finding beauty in something is like a very like cliche artist type of photography show type of thing. And so, what I wanted to do with this show is challenge people. Um, you know, it's going to be a mix of photography and collages, um, a lot of nature-based stuff, but some portraits. Um, and so the idea is to challenge you and push you to be like, push you to think about it, right? Versus just going there and be like, that's a pretty picture. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to buy it. Maybe I don't. Right. You know? So you're, what you're really trying to, like, I guess the idea you're trying to sell people on is to take into consideration a bit more consciously the idea of perspective and contrast and differences. Yeah. And you and I have been friends for a long time now. Uh, oh, God. I, I think at least like 15 years, I think. Yeah, definitely over a decade, I want to say. Yeah. I don't know. And. I think that's 10 or 11. Yeah. Something like that. Right. More than that. Anyways. Um, no, no, I'm saying we met when we were like 10 or 11. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So like about 15 years, I think yeah. or 13, 14, 15 years, somewhere there. Some, somewhere in there. And every time I've known you, like we will get into conversations and sometimes like I have to remember this about you. Cause then I'll get, if I don't, I'll get kind of frustrated. I'll be like, bro, why are you fucking challenging me on this? I know this isn't how you think. And I'll be like, Oh, this is just Murphy because you really do love like if you guys ever talk to Murph. So if you come to the show, I would highly recommend it. Uh, not just because he's like my best friend, but just because you're going to get a whole lot out of it. Like I can tell you guys that from the bottom of my heart, like very sincerely. And something that you and I have in our conversations a lot is it's very much like almost a debate because yes. we're trying to <laughs> tease out these ideas. And it's one of the things I love the most about our friendship is because there's some things that you and I have very differing perspectives on. Yes, very much so. Right, like with the show that we're talking about, like pol- about as polar opposite as you can get in some instances. Yeah, it depends on the subject, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and some things. And yet we're always able to have a discussion about it. And I think the reason is because we both go into it with this really key understanding of I want to understand your side rather than I'm right. Right. Like it, there's some that like, Hey, my, I think my side is better than yours. Right. But the underlying, like the base tone is still that 
I want to see like, all right, why did you come to this conclusion? Where did this come from? How did you get here? Because this is not my view of things. And I don't see that being right the right view or even a tangible view that would be, I guess, even like, you know, maybe you could say like morally okay. Or I think just like, it doesn't, you know, it just doesn't fit right in your framework of life or my framework of life, but yet we're still able to come together. And I think that's because we can debate these topics that where a lot of people um, get very heated. We're like, I remember the, we were at the coffee shop and the barista had to chime in. Oh yeah. We were talking yeah. about capitalism versus socialism. Yeah. And communism. Oh my God. No. <laughs> conversation. So we were going in and like, we're both explaining our side. Like we're saying like, no, this is why I'm right. But we were still like, it wasn't in a disrespectful way. And then all of a sudden, like the barista comes over and he's like, I'm sorry to interrupt. But, like I've been, I've been overhearing you guys conversation. I just have to chime in. Yeah. <laughs> Who's on your side? Like, was it definitely didn't think my side was right. Right. Which where we were at <clears throat> in the city totally made sense. Oh yeah. Um, But it was, it was just really cool. Cause even there, like, her and I were able to have a bit of a debate and I was, she definitely didn't like my side of the view and how I said things, which is totally cool. She doesn't have to. Right. But I thought it was cool. You're not going to be best friends with everyone in life. (laughs) Nor do I want to be. Yeah. Um, But I got to see a lot deeper into why she thought the way that she did. Yeah. And I could kind of tell like if, if her and I were going to sit down, like there was definitely some points where I'd want to dive deeper into mm-hmm. that we didn't get a chance to. And those were the points of contention. Yeah. Um, Cause again, we just had a different perspective on it yeah. and I thought it was pretty cool, but okay. So I like that, man. What have yeah. you been, so you've been, uh, you mentioned you got the space a couple months ago. What mm-hmm. is, what has been like the actual process of setting this up? Then uh, from conception to where you're at today. Cause not everything I know is, set in stone yet yeah um still working out logistics i've been trying to get ahead of the game i recommend if you're ever going to throw a show a party i don't care if you're inviting five people or if you're inviting 500 people right start early (laughs) like i'm telling you you will thank me later start early um no the process has more or less been okay here's my general idea so then I, I pulled in artwork um, and some of the artwork was originally in color. Some of the artwork was originally in monochrome, um, but I'm, I'm going for a certain feel right with this. So everything had to be touched up and edited regardless. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, after the artwork is selected, <clears throat> um, you know, I'd been, you know, I had some some notes jotted down before I actually had the the thing that you read earlier on um, the show description um, matted out in all words. Um, and so I got those jotted down and then it's basically, you know, um, as of right now, it's, you know, getting frames ordered, getting prints ordered, um, getting, uh, you know, logistically, what am I going to do? Um, you know, picking wine, picking champagne, picking cheese, what's affordable, what feels classy, but isn't going to break the budget. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, something that's really important when you're trying to throw an art show, um, specifically to an art show is, um, you know, if your goal is to just show your art, um, and you have a good financial backing, then it doesn't really matter. You can kind of just have fun with it. Um, but if you want to sell your work and market yourself, um, that's where it becomes a little more difficult where it's like, I'm sitting there like comparing Amazon prices with Michael prices on frames and trying to decide on an internet photo without actually looking at it, what's going to be better quality, you know, Um, just because, you know, uh, you know, I'm not the most successful artist and I don't have a giant capital backing to throw this show. So for me, it's like, you have to kind of make those, those decisions and just kind of run with it. Right. Um, and, you know, experience helps. I recommend, you know, throughout the years, depending on, you know, if, if you've done prints and frames before you have companies, you trust, you have frames, you trust. Um, and so, you know, those are always kind of my go-tos, but, you know, again, it's, it's calling those print shops and being like, yo, I need a quote. Okay, cool. A couple of days. Gotcha. 
calling another print shop. Oh, the biggest size you do is, is 10 by, you know, 10 by 12s. Okay. Well, that's not going to work. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a lot of the nitty gritty and it's a lot of just like logistical event planning stuff where, um, normally, you know, if you're just attending a show or if you're doing something at your house, you're like, Oh, this is easy. I'll just make like a couple hors d'oeuvres and people will come over and I'll buy one bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. This is a little different. I'm setting a theme. Everything's going to be measured out. Um, you know, uh, it's, you know, we're doing wine and champagne and cheese and baked goods. Um, so all that's going to pair together, all that's going to hopefully taste good together. Um, the idea is, and it's something that I've definitely carried over into my photography this summer, is whenever you're doing a show or an event, uh, whether it's art related or otherwise, remember you're selling an experience just as much as you're selling whatever's there, right? Um, mm. You could be you could be the best artist in the world, right? Um, but if you put your work up in a gallery that doesn't look nice, you're not going to get a lot of customers coming in and paying a couple million for your work. And that's just the reality of the situation. Right. Well, I'm um, going to get an icky feeling and I'm going to associate that icky feeling with your artwork. It might be beautiful. Right. But because I feel like, oh, this is kind of a gross. It's like going to a restaurant that's dirty. Exactly. Um, and someone who's worked in food service for a very long time. Um, that's one of the biggest things I was able to pick up on and something that um, many a kitchen managers um, have always told me is that like you're selling an experience before they even take a bite. Mm -hmm. You know, if they can't smell the food and it doesn't smell good to them, they're not going to want to eat it and they're not going to come back. Um, yeah. And it's the same thing with the artwork. If you walk in and you're not engulfed in this feeling of this show and really what it's meant to be and kind of the um, classy vibe that I'm going for, then you might not want to come to another show of mine uh, again. And that's why, you know, uh, I didn't want to just do a mix of artwork. I wanted to be very selective. I wanted to make sure it was monochrome um, because I wanted to play on that idea of contrast and perspective, right? Because that is, exaggerated in monochrome much more than it is really in any color photo you can you can have um just because you only do have the black and the white mm. with the gray to fill it in um you don't have a yellow or a pink or a purple or something right. that's, all the shades that yeah through. well that's all beautiful and if anyone knows me personally they know that i love color more than anything in the world so it's a little weird that my first professional exposition is going to be monochrome <laughs> Um, I think it's kind of cool because your your whole idea is you're trying to challenge people, and this is going to be a big challenge for you putting yes. this on. Yes, well, putting it on and also just you know, um, there's a bit, if I'm being honest, a bit of anxiety around it, right? Because I'm known for these colorful, eccentric designs, um, and that's not really the focus of this show. Um, and so it'll be interesting. I mean, for Christ's sake, my my business motto is psychedelic designs with meaning, right? When you think psychedelic art, you think 1960s. At least I do. When you think 1960s, you think, you know, your bold, high saturated colors. And I'm doing a show with almost no color. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so um, but I still want that element to be there. Right. Even if it is just photography and stuff i still want you to feel like oh wow like this has a psychedelic feeling to it it's not it's not but it's only black and white right mm -hmm. and so you know um it's it's another lens that you can view the world through and i think that's the biggest thing that anyone can do for themselves right is how many lenses do you have in your kit and the more lenses you can add you know, the more you can understand and the more knowledge you can gain. Right. Um, and it prevents you from being, you know, taking the perspective of, oh, those people, that person, that group, those individuals, however you want to phrase it, right. Them, for lack of a better term, are different. Mm. No, it allows you to look at it and be like, they have differences, but there's also similarities. Yeah, because there's always similarities. You can always find a similarity. 
you know, whether it's as simple as you have feet and I have feet. <laughs> we both have feet. Right. There's a similarity, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I have to love you forever, right? Or be your best friend, but we both got feet mm-hmm. and we both can walk. So, right. you know, um, it's very much those types of things where it's like, if you've ever been stuck in a situation with someone that you don't get along with or don't like, but you got to be with them for some reason, whether that's work or if you're lost in the woods and you're like, man, I've, you know, I got separated from the group and I'm with, you know, Johnny and I hate Johnny, right? Johnny Fuck came on Johnny. this. Yeah. Johnny came on this trip just because he knows Bill, you know, right? and I, and I love Bill, but Johnny's annoying. You know what I mean? And like, you can have that feel, but like you lost in the woods and you need to find someone. Well, it's you and freaking Johnny. So find a way to work together. You got Yeah. You got to find a way to work together and be civil. And who knows over that period of time, you might find more similarities than, you know, differences. And Right. You know, you might become friends after. Again, not super close friends, but you're a lot better than I don't like you and you don't like me. It's it's funny you bring that up. So uh both our really good friend Santina, that's how we became friends. Was we actually got into a fist fight. That sounds about right. <laughs> we got into a fist fight and then uh because I didn't really he was new to the school and like this we were like probably like a third or quarter, it was fall time. And was, okay. and he was he knew my friend Skylar, but I didn't know that. And so they were like roughhousing and he had Skylar in a headlock. And if you got you guys don't know Tino, uh, but back in the day, Tino used to be a youth MMA fighter and was like undefeated, one of the best. Oh, also and amazing at King of the King of the Hill in the wintertime in elementary school. Undefeated. Me and him ran that hill. I'm just gonna let yeah. y'all know real quick. <laughs> yeah, and Tino used to beat up his brothers, so I think then closest one to him is like four or five years older than him um and he used to be all of them up so the kid like knows how to fight and i didn't know this but i saw him having my good friend skylar in a headlock and was like fucking around with him so i came up and i shucked him and i was like yo get the fuck off my boy that's my guy and then just became like this basically just throwing body shots back and forth and then the teacher came and he went up to the principal's office first, and then I was coming up the stairs. I actually don't even remember the conversation in the principal's office. All, all I remember was I was sitting downstairs. I was like, fuck, I'm going to get in big trouble at home because I got to go fight, and oh, my yeah. mom's going to be so mad at me. And we, uh, Tina was coming down the stairs, and he looks at me like, man, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, me too, dog. And we hugged it out, and I went up, talked to the principal, came back down, and rest of the day, the rest since then, uh, we've been like best friends, yeah, and like inseparable. Cause and we started off in a fight, and I was like, "Fuck this guy, he's picking on my boy." Yeah, and we found out we're like, you know, we had their respect. It was like, "Ah, right, yeah, man, I'm sorry." Yeah, and, no, and that's and that's a beautiful thing because it's like you know, um, I I think. You know, that's the type of thing where it's like, yeah, we disagreed at first and we, we had issues at first. Literally a fist fight. <laughs> Literally a fist fight. Literal violence. Um, you know, uh granted you were young, right? You know. I think it was like third grade or something. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like we were you know, throwing knockout shots. Yeah, no, it's it's a little different if if we're talking about grown adults. Yeah, and it, now know. and today, like I really would not like there'd have to be like some treasonous shit for me to have to fight tino because he's about literally twice my size yeah he's twice your size and yeah i would i'm there's one thing i know about tino i can outrun tino Uh, (laughs) it's all i'm saying much like i don't know if i can outrun you anymore but i take the same approach if i were ever to have to you know get physical with zach I I cannot go down. I need to stand up, right? Like, because he'll just ground me and that'll be the day. It's happened before. It'll happen again. You know, like, you'll just, you'll ground me and you'll put me in a in a little lock and then you'll be like, so do something. And I'll be like, I can't. And you'll be like, okay, well, problem solved. And I'm like, okay, problem solved. Right? You know, right. we've had many instances of that nature. And so I, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the the beauty of it is is that like you to connect with people can be a very difficult thing um and it can be even more difficult if you have social anxiety or something of that nature and you just 
don't approach people in general. Um, and I do believe that like, if you stay away from people that can grow animosity, right? Or if you only stay away from people that you agree or you disagree with, right? Um, I think life inherently will put you in situations where you're going to have to deal with people you disagree with. Mm -hmm. And they may be unpleasant and you may be unpleasant towards them, possibly, right? Um, but at the end of the day, if you can stop yourself and slow down and be like, this person's being really unpleasant to me and I don't know why. And maybe you don't know them very well, um but stopping and being like okay it's i maybe it's not me and that's why they're being unpleasant maybe something else is going on in their life it's it's the sort of thing where it's like if you're at a bar and someone looks upset and you go and pick a fight with them you know or they do something to you that seems a little brash um instead of approaching them with a soft tone and a kindness you approach them with an aggressive tone and a loudness that's going to escalate the situation. Maybe, you know, they got laid off and their wife left them all in the same day. That's a really hard day for them. I'd be I'd, pissed off too. Yeah. I'd want to fight someone too. <laughs> right. Or I'd be Fuck the bullshit. I might be a little brash with someone too. If, you know, if they, you know, if, uh, if they cut in line of me or if they were, if I thought they were doing something disrespectful. Um, and so, but stopping and being like, you know, oh, this person's being brash. I don't, you know, I'm going to act brash towards them stopping and being like, I don't know what's going on in their life. Right. And it can be as simple as asking the question, hey, why, why did you take that tone with me? Mm. Doing it softly. Don't, don't be instigating about it. Don't be like, why are you taking that tone with me? Right. Right. More of like, hey, why are you? taking that tone with me and is something going on do you want to talk about it it's okay if you don't but i'm here if you want to talk about it that catches a lot of people off guard right because they're like holy you, you care right yeah, yeah you know yeah all right so i want to change yes. things a little bit and go into yeah. perspective and this is going to be like so i want you to kind of like paint a picture yes uh Imagine like the picture is going to be it's the night of the show mm. uh, and you're walking in. What's the experience going to be? What are people kind of going to see? Uh, and what is that going to like paint a picture for us so we can like, yes. mentally masturbate on it a little bit? Um, so uh, when you get there um, outside the door, um, uh, there will be um, our lovely friend Tino. We promise he will not try and fight you. He is a gentle giant. Um, but he will check your ID and you will get a wristband if you're of age. Um, we're doing wristbands. Um, you'll then take a left when you enter the door. Um, that'll be towards the gallery space. On your right side, if you are of age, there will be a, uh, an edible shop, uh, Twisted East Botanicals, which I mentioned earlier. Um, you're welcome to go into that shop and shop before the show or shop after the show they will be open for the duration of the show it's really nice they have a lot of really unique products including that whey protein um and gummies and chocolates now um cool yeah so um if that's your jam they're really good i highly recommend um but you'll take a left and then um right as you walk in i believe it'll be on the left side there will be your show description um, so that little expert that you read, um, probably word for word, there may be some slight changes in there, but the general idea is still the same. The show is to focus on construct and perspective, and it's to challenge you when looking at all these pieces of art. Um, and then, uh, you know, around the entire space will be obviously the artwork, and you can kind of tour. Um, there. So what is this feel going to be? Like, what am I going to be experiencing? Ah, um. So you'll probably, when you walk in, my guess would be um, there'll probably be an image right in front of you. The show description will be just to your left. Um, and then as you move through, um, the photos will um, be on various, they'll be spaced out, but they'll be variously on the wall uh, from top to bottom. And so it'll give you a little chance to all at like relative, you know, eyesight height. I'm not going to be putting any down by the floor. It's not like you have to squat to view the artwork, but um, you know, it's not all going to be in a straight line. It's going to kind of flow and ebb. So it'll go up and down kind of like a roller coaster. And as you come around, 
Um, I will be somewhere um, as you come around uh, the corner. There'll probably be um, a table space in the corner, which will have um, your champagne and your wine, um, your cheese and your baked goods. If you're so pleased to get them, um, mm. someone will be working there and checking wristbands. Um, and again, those artworks will kind of flow and ebb either around them or just next to them. Um, and then in the center, there'll most likely be an installation um, kind of expanding directly on this idea, right, um, of, you know, perspective and contrast. Um, I won't give away the installation yet. Um, that is, a, you have to come to the show and see the installation, um, but it'll be prints of photography and some other things. So there'll be an artist bio in the other corner that doesn't have drinks and things like that, and also the ability for you to scan a QR code and book me. Um, if you need photos, please. Um, you know, hit me up. I can do any photos of any kind. I've done family shoots. I've done portraits. I've done landscapes. I've done shows. Um, you All know. right. So correct me if I'm wrong. And this yes. is kind of the picture I'm I'm coming in. All right. So I'm, I'm walking in the door. Mm. And I see I'm presented with this massive uh, mass of a human being called Tino. And he's going to mm. be ID and ticket. And he's going to come in, check me. I'll get wristbands. And like the anticipation is going to build a little bit because I'm going to the door will be open. I'll be hearing the hustle and bustle of conversation, drinks and mingling going on. Yep. And smooth jazz and smooth jazz. Ooh, even better. It's classy. Right. Yes. So I'm probably going to knowing myself, I'm going to walk in. Right. I'm going to stand up a little bit better. Check, check the hair and be like, all right, we're looking we're looking fresh. Mm -hmm. We're looking fit. We got the fresh cuts, you know, because we got to go professional. I'm going to I'm going to strode in there. All right, I'm going to see this uh, room is going to open up in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come in. I'm going to get the sweet scent of some champagne, some cheeses, and some baked goods. So now my taste buds are going to be tingling a little bit. Yep. I'm going to say, ooh, I got to talk to some people before I dive into the food first. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to come in. I'm going to start mingling with people. I'm going to be feeling very classy. Maybe I'll go to sign and get that glass of champagne so I feel a little bit more elegant and yeah. high class here. Walking around, we'll cheer some people. Yeah. Do the hey, what's up? The, all we the do the wax on the mustache. You know? Yeah, we'll grow out the corners a little bit. Although, unfortunately, I just trimmed them today. Um, but <laughs> and then I'm going to be I'm gonna be kind of looking for you because I'm going to be like, all right, I want the artist scoop on this. Mm. While, I'm, while I'm coming in, I'm looking at these people and I see, or I'm looking at these artworks and at the left of it, after I walk in and kind of get the take of the room, I see the blurb. I'm like, all right, I accept your challenge. I accept your yeah. challenge, Murph. I'm going to find a new perspective and potentially something new within myself. And so now that's my frame set while yeah. I'm walking in and talking to people. And I'm going to find you. I'm going to have a conversation with you and you're going to catch up, you know, do all the good things and, eventually is what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna say you know what i need one of these pieces in my house because this is such a memorable experience that i need one of these in my house yeah and then we'll finish the night and i will leave with one of your paintings or your portraits mm. in my possession that will come up into my house and yes. i will have left with a feeling of being classy elegant having experienced a little bit more of you and just had a great time at the party. I'm going to want to be telling people about you. And maybe if I have a shoot, I'll be booking you as well. Yeah. Is that kind of the experience that I'm going to be having that night? That's that's kind of, uh, that's very much what I'm going for. Um, it's interesting that you say experience. Um, because for me, um, that's the experience I want to give to folks, right? Mm -hmm. um, but experience is different for everyone, right? Um, and so my thing is... Um, I want you to walk in and be kind of almost feel like this is super small. This is, this is intimate, right? And it feels classy, like the 1920s. It feels like, it feels like just this little dinner party in this small room showing all this art over being like, this is really big and grand. So this is um, going to be a very much an exclusive. It's going to be feel. exclusive, but it's open to the public, right? Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that, like, you, you know, uh, you you come and it's 
it's intimate, right? Because I personally love shows, whether it's art shows or music shows, particularly, and I've told you this many a times, um, I refuse to buy tickets for any show at the XL Target Center or um, the soccer stadium. Um, for folks that don't know me, I will not buy them. I don't care how much I could love the artist to death. I will not sit in the nosebleeds to listen to their music. I need to be intimate with them. Mm -hmm. I need to see the biggest venue I think I like to go to would probably be First Ave. Um, and that's, you know, it's a pretty big venue, but there's still a floor, right? In mm -hmm. general admission, there's still a floor, right? And so you can get up close and you can be personal with that artist. And I want to create the same thing with my show where it's like you walk in and you come in and you've spent a little time to be dressed up and you, you know, uh, what's the old saying you used to say whenever you guys had football games um, and you'd get all dressed up, look oh. good, feel good, play good. Yeah. Right. The same sort of idea with this is you look good, you feel good, you know, um, even if you're not like a super classy, dressy person, you know, wear the dress clothes that you like that make you feel good. Right. And you feel good, you look good, and you'll you'll have a good experience, right? And it it branches on to the idea of like something you can take into your everyday life, which is, you know, you taking personal accountability for some of those things in life that you may be lacking that don't make you feel so good, right? Mm. And I know easier said than done. I struggle with it myself, but that can branch over to a lot of things, right? Um, you know, whether it's your eating, whether it's your fitness, whether it's your basic hygiene and whether you put on a clean shirt today or not. Right. You know, um, whether it's, uh, you know, being organized versus disorganized, it's, that's the sort of the idea that like, as far as an experience is concerned is you look good, you feel good. You're in this super kind of classy old school type of feel. It's an old school, uh, space. It was built in the 30s or the 40s. I believe it was originally a deli, um, <laughs> a deli or a butcher shop. Yeah. So, all right. So, we got the going over what you're catching on. We got the inspiration of it, the whole understanding of perspective and contrast and how you set it up. Where can people find you if they want to get like a preview of maybe some of your other pieces of mm. your art? Where can they find you and support you? And where can they book you if they like, hey, I got Yes. It um photo op coming up yes uh to get in contact with me um uh the easiest way is um you can just call me so i know this is an audio recording um so get your pens ready the big drop 952-567-4579 please play that back if you didn't catch it the first time that is my phone number. Feel free to call me or text me whenever. We'll put um, it in the description too. It'll yes. also be listed in the description. As well as OrtonJammin at gmail.com. You're free to email me wherever. Just in the subject line, please put, um, you know, uh, photo shoot quote or um, thinking of a photo shoot or graphic designer, whatever service you need just so that I don't get it as flagged as spam. If you just send me an email and be like, hey, my name is Brian. I'm going to be like, Okay, Brian, <laughs> um, I guess, you know, uh, just make sure that the subject is something art related. Um, uh, and then my Instagram and Facebook just got rebooted. So it is Murph Orton on Facebook. Um, there are two, technically two accounts. It is the account with the pink artwork banner behind it. Um, you'll know exactly what I mean if you look at both accounts. One has um, a banner that's kind of a collage of all my works. Um, that is a hacked Facebook. Please do not friend them or message them. I still can't get it back or get it taken down. Um, but the new one is the one with the pink background. Um, it's just Murph Orton. You can also look up my page on Facebook, Murph.dstudios. Um, that's my actual business. And that's my business page on Facebook. And you can book me directly through there. Or if you're more of an Instagram folk like I am, Murph.d underscore studios is the new Instagram because my old Instagram got hacked as well um, over this past summer. So please feel free to, you know, give that a follow and you can DM me whenever on Instagram. Um, it may take me just a tad to respond, but I will get back to you. I promise. Awesome. Um, and that Instagram has links to my email and how to book me. 
Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So we got Facebook or Instagram. The big one is Murph.D underscore studios. All right. On Facebook is the one with the pink banner on the background. Yep. And Instagram is Murph.D underscore studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we do a recipe here. So since we're going classy, I think we go classy. And you have a classy drink that you and I tend to make that oh, is man. quite delicious. So could you give us the recipe for it? Because I, I want to give them the classy drink so that people can kind of, you know, start to get that 19. And this is only for you folks that are of legal hey, drinking hey, age. Hey, if you were below 21, I do not condone this. I'm sorry. You can't join in the fun. You just got to do your pay your dues of being old enough and going around this. Well, you could, you could make a, you could make a mocktail, but it's just not going to be as good. Um, It's you're going to probably just, have to sub yeah. the alcohol out for something that I don't know. It's going to, yeah, gonna, just so you can end the video here, guys. Thanks <laughs> for coming in. It was awesome. Uh, for you guys listening, please come to my art show. It is yep. at 3712 East Lake street. December 2nd, um, 6 to 9 p.m. Please just come experience it. Dress up a little bit. It's going to be a blast. If you can't drink or you don't want to drink, there will be cheese and baked goods. And Nadi can attest the baked goods will be by, made by me personally. And he does everything from scratch, guys. Like And they're 10 out of 10. Everything. Yeah. So December Aside 2nd. from churning my own butter. December 2nd, 6 to 9 p.m. The address will be in the description, so go ahead and look below. But for those of us who are of legal age to drink, what is this cocktail that you make? It's it's nothing fancy. Um, I just call it like you know, I'm a big whiskey fan. I just call it Murphy's little cocktail. Um, basically, you're gonna do um about two or three shots of whiskey. In a, in a shot glass. Um, and then you're going to um, fill the glass, I would say, about three-fourths with ginger beer. And then just take yourself a half a lime and squeeze a little bit of lime juice in there and give it a good mix. And that's about it. It's super simple. Um, I do recommend as far as whiskey choices that pair well with it. One-on-one turkey um, is my personal favorite. Um, it gives it a really buttery flavor. Um, which with the bite of whiskey is always really nice. Um, but you could use any whiskey. You could go more expensive if you want, maybe a little bit smoother. I just don't know how that would mix with ginger beer. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, guys. So that is the episode. That is another episode of Chats with Zach with Murph.D and Murph.D Studios. So if you guys found this episode cool, fun, thought-provoking, funny, just of value, go ahead and start using this. If you got your own project to plan, Murph kind of gave you his uh, game plan that he put together this art studio show for you that, again, is coming out on December 2nd. That's going to be about two weeks from uh, the day this is released. Uh, and then two guys, maybe you know somebody who's trying to put together an event. They're trying to build this and lay this next brick to build their dream life, just like my guy over here is doing. Share this with them, guys. You're going to be helping us with the mission of the show, which, again, is create a, a community of like-minded individuals who are trying to solve the world's problems by first becoming better versions of themselves and that does start with you and me all right that includes this guy over here too but guys again thank you so much for tuning in i really hope you enjoyed this episode i can't wait to see you all at the show on just again december 2nd 6 to 9 p.m uh so guys keep going out kicking ass taking names and most importantly earning your good day peace Peace. Thank you.